This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's being called an opportunity to hit the reset button at taxpayers' expense. The lieutenant governor is reading the Liberal government's speech from the throne right now. Premier Kathleen Wynne says this is necessary to lay out the government's priorities ahead of the upcoming election. It was a surprise when Parliament was prorogued last week, and on the weekend, the NDP jumped in and released some of their platform to try to steal a march on this, notably their dental plan, which has just been costed at $1.2 billion. And that was probably a good idea, given that many liberal promises are taken straight from the NDP playbook. Bob Comsick will be back with an update as soon as we know exactly what is in the throne speech. But first, I want to revisit something the Premier said on the weekend when she addressed a diverse group of students trying to scare them into voting by dissing older people. Take a listen. You know, if you don't vote, then somebody who looks like me is going to vote. Some senior person, older than me, some white person. You know, the reality is that that's the demographic that's going to get out and vote. So we need you. We need you to be engaged. Well, what was she thinking? Because, you know, it is certainly true that older people of whatever color vote in overwhelming numbers. What do you think? Do you think that the way she said that, if she had named any other group other than seniors and white people, uh, would that have been a racist remark? I'd like to hear from you. What do, what do you think of, of that comment. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we have Ashton Arsenault, who is a consultant with Crestview Strategy, and David Kravitz, who is an author. He is an expert on demographics and intergenerational relations, if you would, and a VP here at Zoomer Media. Welcome to you both. Thank you very much. Okay, David, let's start with you. How do you take that comment? Well, I think there's two parts that are very problematic. The get out and vote part is not. It's every politician in front of any audience is going to say, I need your vote. Come out and vote. Let's vote. Nothing wrong with that. But two parts are troubling. Number one, singling out a kind of either or if you don't vote, they will control the deal. And uh, they are defined in identity group politics, which, number one, is very you know divisive. But number two, why are all older people necessarily going to be monolithic in how they vote anyway? And second of all, isn't it legitimate for them to vote? She positioned it almost as your voting stops them from voting. And that's or clearly from, absurd. Or from deciding. Or from deciding. And, and before we um, move on to Ashton, uh, you know, she singled out white people. I mean, um, do people of different ethnic origins, I mean, older people vote, does it does it break down according to ethnic lines? Or do just, you know, if you're 
white, black, brown, whatever, you vote more when you get older. Well, I think that's true. There's a, there's a, across all ethnicities, there's more engagement, there's more civic engagement the older you get. Um, and there's no evidence in our society, I'm not saying elsewhere in the world, but in our society, that there are these monolithic blocks by race. And it's very unfair to say that somehow older white voters would be inimical to Kathleen Wynne's agenda. And she needs help from the young people to stop these big bad people from having their way. What I'm asking is, is uh, I would assume that older non-white voters also vote a lot. They do. It crosses all uh, religions. It crosses all ethnicities. And there, there is a tendency to vote more the older you get. Okay, Ashton, what do you make of those comments? Well, I think these comments are an unfortunate case of boogeyman comments, uh, politics from the Premier. Look, uh, a couple of things stand out to me that leave me somewhat perplexed on why she would say this. So, first, I can't help but think that if these comments were made by a politician of another stripe, uh, there'd be a considerable amount of uproar. Uh, I think comments like these from the Premier are at best divisive and, frankly, irresponsible. Um, second, the fact that nobody really wants to talk about these comments is one thing. But it's worth noting that these comments came during an official government event. You know, this wasn't a campaign rally. It wasn't an election debate. And frankly, the Premier's opponents were nowhere in sight. She uttered these comments in her official capacity as Premier, and I think that's quite unfortunate. You know, everyone in this province, and for that matter in the country, knows that if you're over the age of 18, you're able to go out and exercise your democratic right and cast a ballot for whomever you would like. And I don't think our politicians should be playing off one age group or one race, for that matter, against another in the hopes of securing an electoral mandate. Well, I, you know, I wasn't aware of that, that this was a, a, a government event as opposed to an election event. So sh- should, should she have been addressing this at all? Personally, I think the comments were inappropriate regardless of the setting. Um, but the fact that it was in her official capacity as premier and leader of the government just makes it all that more troubling. Uh, that, that's my perspective. She stopped at just saying, get out and vote. I need your vote. That's fine. I mean, there's government taxpayer-funded programs to encourage young people to vote. Uh, boilerplate remark, leave it at that. But she had to go on and uh, stir up trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, um, but... Older people do vote, and uh, I mean, does she get any uh, kind of a pass for saying people like me because she is an older white person? I don't think so. She knew what she was getting at. She knows that (laughs) if the 18 to 35 demographic shows up en masse, uh, there's a good chance um, that the majority of them will be voting liberal. It's just sort of the trend that we've seen over time. Liberal Uh, or NDP? That's that's a fair point, but as you already mentioned in your intro, the Liberal Party, especially the Ontario Liberals, have a proven track record of taking just about every decent NDP policy that they come up with. So, um, you know, at the, at, at the end of the day, if that demographic comes out en masse, I think uh, Premier Wynne would be much more happy uh, knowing that she's probably going to get a good chunk of those votes as opposed to the NDP and ultimately the Tories. Okay, uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first of all, I should say I'm, I'm both white and a senior. Okay. Uh, I, I take absolutely no offense at those comments. I really? think it's much ado about nothing. The reality is that young people are not getting out to vote, and that was the purpose of it, and to somehow turn this into something that is clearly racist, where seniors are concerned, is ludicrous. 
Those are my comments. Okay, thanks, Dennis. All right, so uh, Dennis doesn't think there was anything wrong with what she said. I mean, I thought that it was definitely pointing at, you know, seniors are those people who will stop you from getting what you need. It was definitely, to me, pitting the generations. For sure. Even if you you left out the white people part of it, um, you're assuming that the interests of the seniors are hostile to the interest of the younger voters, that both sides, that the seniors in particular, is something not quite legit about them looking at the um, political landscape and making an informed decision about what's in their best interest. Why is it legit for younger people to vote on their best interests and not for older people to do the same? Yeah, look, I think we can all agree that a politician encouraging a young person to vote is a good thing. Yeah. But I don't think that's what was at the heart of her comments here. I think she indirectly told a group of young folks that, you know what, you better go out and vote or it's going to be hijacked by somebody that you probably don't agree with. And that's where I take issue. Um, Yeah. Um, Let's uh, hear from Margaret in Thornhill. Hello, Margaret. Oh, hi. Good morning, uh, Libby. How are you this morning? Fine, thank you. How are you? Are you in good spirits? I'm, of course. Why not? Very good subject matter. Okay, regarding um, uh, Howard's uh, remark about uh, seniors and whites uh, voting, uh, it's not acceptable to me. If, as Canadians, uh, all should get up and vote, we all have a right, either we're white, black, green, or yellow, or gender, or, or female, or male, Everyone has a right to vote, and I think this election, there might be a lot of people thinking who they should vote since the Conservatives have uh, uh, got a new leader. And uh, we do want everybody to get off their backside and vote for Ontario as an Ontarian. And it doesn't matter what they are. That's the way I look at it. Well, are, are you offended by these remarks? I am offended. Not offended. No, let her make whatever remarks she she wants. She's not going to win because people are not going to accept it. She's just going to go down in politics. So she should watch what she's saying. Okay. Thanks for that. Okay. Thanks a lot. Take care. Okay. Uh, is this the mark of a desperate politician, Ashton? That's that's how uh, some commentators have viewed it. Well, if we're going to transition into uh, a chat about the throne speech, then we can certainly talk about desperation because it exclusively smacks of that. But in terms of these comments, uh, I don't think that's a desperation mode. I think that was um, the Premier trying to position uh, her party for the best electoral outcome possible. Uh, I think she could have done it in a more polite way, if not, uh, if not at all. Um, but I'm not going to take too many issues with what the Premier has said, because at, at least at the very heart of it, it was encouraging young people to vote, and I think that's something we can all agree with. <laughs> Do you think something like that will work? Is that what it takes, uh, David, to get young people to vote? There's no uh, there's no evidence for that. Maybe she knows something we all don't know. It's very striking that over the last almost 20 years, there's a 60-40 split in the actual votes cast between people over the age of 45, the entry to Zoomer land, let's say, people under the age of 45, 60-40. And if you say, just take the 65 plus, the older people, the oldest of the older group and the millennials, it's about two and a half to one. And so in up years and down years in liberal governments, conservative governments, it's partly a function of higher turnout, and it's partly a function of more people in the group to begin with. So it's not going to change. I think she is going to get perhaps some more old, younger people out, and that's that's fine to go after them. But these are very um, 
divisive terms because the issue of intergenerational rivalry is a sensitive one anyway, which we haven't, we haven't talked about. And she's stoking that fire, and I find that troubling. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, uh, my observation, if you look at what happened south of the border with, with Bernie Sanders, I think that if you want to get young people out to vote, uh, I think you have to inspire them as opposed to trying to scare them, scare them. Um, yes, Ashton right. do you th- is that what do you think of that Ashton right, it's a fantastic point I mean you look at Senator Sanders from Vermont uh, you know if he's not checking every box of older white guy persona I don't know who is <laughs> uh, and the fact that he yeah, managed yeah, right. to create so much inspiration on college campuses and in municipalities and in cities for his platform uh, well that's how you get young people to vote and it's really quite impressive with what he was able to do I know it didn't work out for him at the end of the day but if anybody wants a sort of a one-on-one crash course on how to inspire the youth vote, whether or not you agree with his policies, um, Senator Sanders and his team did a tremendous job. Okay, uh, let us get back to the phones. We've got John in Brampton. Hi, John. Good afternoon. Uh, I did hear the comments, and I do consider them racist. At the very least, they're inflammatory. Uh, your previous caller nailed nailed it right on, saying she shouldn't have made those comments. And regardless of who you are, young, old, uh, senior, young person, you should vote. Uh, I hope every senior listening to it in Ontario does get out and vote. And the sooner we vote, Kathleen, when out, the better off we will be. <laughs> I do not care for anything she says. And I thought... It was very divisional. It's putting a wall up. It's telling these young, impressionable people that it's us against them. I do not like that. I do not like Kathleen Wynne, and I will not vote Liberal. Um, but uh, would you have otherwise? I mean, the, the, is, I, would you have otherwise? Uh, did this comment change anything? No, I've been looking at their track record, and it speaks for itself. And that alone made, made my mind up a long time ago that I will not vote for them. But this was just the straw that broke the camel's back that made me realize I'm on the right path and I'm in the right direction by voting them out. Okay, fair enough. Thanks for that. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Let's go to Joan in Toronto. Hey, Joan. Oh, hello. Libby, I think you and your guests, and especially the last caller, need to give your heads a good shake. Okay, why? There was why? nothing wrong with what the, what the Premier said. I think she was just, uh, there was actually uh, a giggle in her voice. She was just I trying don't... to uh, light a fire under these young people, get them out and vote for someone. And actually, I am, I am an older white woman. In fact, I'm older than the, than the Premier herself. And Imagine I that. nothing wrong with what she said. Imagine that. I'm older by a few years. See nothing wrong with what she said. I think she was right on target. Okay, so don't put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay, Dad, uh, we we are happy to hear all kinds of different opinions. That's Goodbye. why we open the lines. Thanks for sharing. Okay, uh, let us go to Mike in Port Credit. Good afternoon. Beautiful sunny day today here in Port Credit. Yep. So I just wanted to say that uh, I think we hear those those words racist and bullying and et cetera et cetera too much used too often, but I just wanted to relay what happened la- uh, the last vote. Um, I, I was without a car, so I went over to my neighbor's uh, yard to, to borrow one, one of their teenager's bikes. And so there was four people over there. The father was 55. Uh, he had two children, 19 and 21, and they had a friend there that was 19. And I said, have you, have you guys voted? And they said, no. And I said, are you going to go over and vote? And they said, no. 
they just looked at me like, why bother? Like, they just looked like I was shocked that I was even, like, concerned about going to vote. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a problem. They were very apathetic. Well, and they often don't, they don't think it'll make any difference. And uh, I, unfortunately, I didn't hear all of what the Premier said, so I can't really comment on that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let us go to uh, Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? All right. I cannot believe how idiotic the remark was. If I was a gay, white, older woman, she doesn't want my vote? Uh... <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, Isn't that what she's saying? You, you, if you don't vote, you, uh, you're going to have somebody like myself voting, a gay, older, white woman. And she said even older, even older than herself. <laughs> oh, even older. <laughs> More gay, too? I don't know. Uh, d- is that going like to change? A, 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 re- a really ridiculous thing for her to say. And is it going to change anything uh, that, that uh, you would be doing? No, not really. I just, I, I, I just can't believe. You know, I can see her, as your previous callers have said, to encourage people to go out and vote. Yes, <laughs> to say uh, you don't vote, somebody else is going to vote, and you said no, you don't vote, you lost your vote. But no, nobody's voting in your stead, so it's important that you go out and vote. Okay. Because only you can do that for you. Okay. Thanks for that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let us go to Bob in Etobicoke. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Fine. Yeah, um, as far as that remark goes, I can understand what she's trying to do because older people, like myself and yourself, we've... We're hey, wait a minute. To, we're, we're, <laughs> we're used to, you know, like, what is, what is right and what is wrong? Where you're applying to get younger students who have not really had, they're probably still in college and university, life is still a dream to them. And they don't know reality. They're living either on uh, family money or student welfare when they can't get a job because of the policies of this government. That's when the chickens come home to roost. And that's when they, but she's trying to get them to vote before that. And that's the problem. So the chickens are going to come home to roost because there's no jobs because of the policies in the past. And, and um, I'm desperate to see that there is a change. And, um, by the way, I'm heading to the Ford rally tonight again. But anyway, um, no, I, I think she's just desperate. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Uh, and, again, another opinion. Joyce and Scarborough, you think this is a tempest in a teapot? Yeah, I'm with Dennis and the other lady. Like, I, um, I, I experienced, I asked uh, a young working person at Scarborough Library, and the person said, I'm going to vote like my family. And I was, I, I just stood there and stunned. And I thought, and it's just like uh, the other people say, they're apathetic. Uh, they're young. They don't really have an interest in politics. Anyway, thank you, Libby. Okay, Joyce, thanks for that. Okay, and uh, Joan in North York. Hey, Joan. Well, yes. I really think that Wynne is very racist. Um, She's pro-Parliament, I guess, because they can't slap her for it. If it was a male that said that or a person of color said that, um, it would be called racist. Now, um, so what are we supposed to, if we, you know, why is she not being called for that to be racist because again my second question is 
how does she know what color you are when you vote and what age you are? Well, um, the, the age part certainly has been measured, uh, and I think David can answer that question better yeah. than me. There's, uh, there's lots of research by both the electoral uh, officers, both uh, provincially and federally, and by other research as to you know what age. Uh, we know how many people are on the voters list by age, and we know roughly what percentage of them turn up. So that part, she wouldn't, you're right though, the caller's right, she wouldn't know you individually, but as an aggregate, we know uh, what the turnout is among the different groups. Okay. Well, thanks. Anyways, that's my opinion. I, Thank you. Yeah. I know she's desperate, and um, I don't think being so racist and, you know, individualizing people, that she'd be allowed to say that. I don't think other people wouldn't get away with it. So if people vote for her, I feel sorry for this province is all I can say, but thank you for taking my call. Okay, you're very welcome. Bye for now. Bye. Let's go to Ralph in Rockwood. Hi, Libby. It's Ralph. Hi, Ralph. Uh, listen, I've uh, been hearing all these comments about uh, our premier, and one thing I want to say, I'm really surprised she didn't say anything about white straight people. Um, I know it's not a great comment, but this woman has got to go. There is no reason for anyone to vote for her, whether being black, white, yellow, or purple. That's my comment. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. Um, let's hear from Irene in Burlington. Yes, hi. Hi. Um, I, I think her comment is really, really out of place. If older people, I mean, it'd be so bad for all the people deciding the young future, then she's decent herself. She has no business being there. And it doesn't matter. I mean, she can threaten them instead of encouraging them to take part in their future. And, I mean, her comment was ridiculous. And it confirms that I would not vote for her or liberals at all. Okay. Thanks for that. Uh, Thanks. We have time for uh, one more before we're going to kind of move along to the actual throne speech. Uh, John in Toronto. Uh, hi, Dave. Uh, I think she's very desperate uh, to win again. Uh, if someone else gets into, like, conservatives or whatever, I think they're going to find quite a few things wrong for what she's done. They'll be probably looking at all the books. Okay. Thanks Thank for that, John. Bye. All right. Um, wrapping this topic up. Um, David, is the, is this going to have legs or what? Well, I think if she keeps doing it this way, it will. Um, one thing we didn't talk about is it's very condescending to the young people. It assumes that they will only be motivated by uh, stopping someone else, that they don't have a constructive, positive point of view on the future of Ontario that's worthwhile, and that they might share the same ideas of some of the older people. So I think it's very patronizing to them as well. Okay. Uh, so, David, thanks very much for thanks that. Thanks for having me. Uh, Ashton, you hang on. We're going to take a quick break. Then we are going to come back. Bob Comsick is going to give us an update on what was actually in the speech, and then we will take um, a good look at that. So hang on, Ashton. David, thank you. And we're going to take a quick break right now. Thanks. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.